This is the K-Pop Cast. How's everyone doing? I am your resident K-Pop B-Boy Supermatic. And as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host over here, DJ Peter Lowe. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing pretty good, Matt. It's hot, but I'm ready to talk about K-Pop. I'm ready to talk about one of the many K-Pop songs of the summer, and it's Red Velvet and their song, Red Flavor. <laughs> for sure. So, Supermatic, what do we have on the show for today? Well, we've got our listener feedback, and then we have our hit replays before diving right into Red Velvet. Let's get to it. Listener feedback. Quick listener feedback, Ricky Woodson weighed in on our SoundCloud last episode. He left a number of different comments. He said, rather, he wrote, Love Boa, but this just isn't my style. Haven't enjoyed any of the new music since she started doing the, this dance club phase. Oh, I have missed the days of Azealia, Sarah, Ang Babo Gacho. She and Xinhua introduced me to K-pop some 17 years ago, so she will always have a special place in my heart. And that camouflage section of the song is dope. And the only part of the song I dig. And I think what Ricky Woodson is kind of showing here is that Boa has clout for us veteran listeners, right? At least for those of us who have mm-hmm. been around this block quite a bit. But for maybe this, these newer K-pop listeners, Boa's effort to try to be clubby and dancey isn't succeeding as well with the latest generation. I'm talking about people who got into the scene maybe after 2014. Yeah, I do appreciate her trying to go ahead and be fitting into this dance club phase, like Ricky and you were talking about. But for me personally, I mean, I guess I'll always be partial to older style Boa because... I mean, that's what I know. That's what we all know. And most of us got into K-pop through that. We also had a comment on our Facebook page. Jennifer had some interesting remarks on Boa's chorus. Yeah, that's right. She said that she thought it was an unremarkable slash unmemorable track. She can't really remember it now. And I like she tried listening to it over three times trying to find some sort of hook. And she found it unfortunate because, of course, Boa is Boa. The hook was just so smooth with the verse that it it was hard to make it memorable. And this is post-production Peter Lowe weighing in. We got some more really awesome comments after we recorded this last episode with Supermatic that I'm actually going to insert them in here. So one comment that I really wanted to call out, and this is a lot of feedback that we got from a lot of our listeners, is that we said Bo didn't have a point dance. Well, we were so wrong on that. That hook in the dance move was very obvious to a lot of our listeners. It was so strong that Twitter user What Will Said tweeted at us saying, I think I found the key point of the dance. I call it, quote, letting these bitches know what time it is. And he showed a gif of Boa moving her arms up and down. Listener Ashley also commented on her blog, calling out exactly that same point, that same hook. If you watch in other reaction videos to Boa's camo, everyone seems to recognize this point. So we're totally off here, and that is absolutely a recognizable point. Ashley points out that no one detail is by accident. The concept of red is symbolizing this idea of camouflaging her emotions. We see her in the jungle scene really letting loose her emotion and it's showing how she feels on the inside and this machine that we see in the jungle is what's projecting this camouflage and scenes when she is in the red backdrop she's trying to break free and at the very end of the music video we actually see her break through that camouflage and presumably reveal her feelings to the suitor so there's a lot of detail in this music video such that it actually makes me change my score on the song as a whole from not Daybok to absolutely Daybok. 
It's very thought-provoking, and I think this artistry does a great deal of justice for Boa. Ashley writes, I can only assume it's because Boa loves her job, because she sure as hell isn't doing it for the fame and the fortune anymore. She simply doesn't need to. With that, that was a fantastic comment by Ashley. I'm going to drop back in to a regularly scheduled programming. Uh, with regards to one of our other uh, hit replays, which was, I believe, Hyolin's Fruity, That's we right. had some feedback from our uh, other avid listener, Marvid. Hey, Marvid, thanks for your feedback. Yeah, yeah. so Marvid wrote, Yes! <laughs> this is my song, too. I felt a void this year without Sister Summer hit, and yet, if they had to come back with one, I would have wanted it to be different from their other ones. This was what filled that void. It's exactly what I wanted Hurin to release. Her ballads better showcase her voice, but upbeat songs like this one showcase her overall amazing stage or video presence. Totally agree. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So this was definitely my summer song. So what's making you hit replay this week, Supermatic? All right, so uh, it's interesting because I had a hard time finding a hit replay this week, and uh-huh. then I remembered hearing a lot of my friends going crazy because apparently Newest re-released one of their title hits called Hello, uh-huh. but it's a 2017 version. Like, it, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Newest's work, like their previous hit. Uh, it, like the, the original version, you know, it opens that hook, like uh, you hear a phone call, and then it goes, Yo bo say yo. Like that was one of their title tracks from 2013. They re-released it as a 2017 version, I guess, as like a thank you to the fans because they got a lot of support while they were recently on Produce 101 Season 2. So as a thank you, they re-released this, and it's a softer take. It's more ballad-esque, only backed by just the piano, and then it's Newest's uh, members all with the vocals. It's really nice. It's really soothing. I don't know, just listening to it definitely brought back a lot of flashbacks because the original 2013 version, I associate with a lot of my early Dells into K-pop. So uh, that's got me hitting replay. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a good pick, Supermatic. It's it's what I guess one would call a stripped-down version. It's very yep. smooth and velvet-like butter in terms of how mm-hmm. the strings and the piano weave and complement the vocal performance of Newest. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely why it uh, was an easy pick for me. But uh, while we're at it, Peter, what's got you hitting replay? This really dope song that's making me feel like Gucci. I'm referring to Jessie <laughs> and her totally rad boobs in the song off of her Uneverse or U2verse. I think it's a wordplay that makes it sound like Uneverse in Korean. Mm. And it's the Gucci song off of that album. Listening to a lot of Jessie's interviews, one thing that you can learn from them is that she's like the most realist K-pop star out there. She's very mm. genuine in terms of who she is and being confident in herself. And we see that, of course, reflected in this song. Uh, she remarks in interviews that this is a new chapter for her and her career and trying to be more of that aggressive, confident self. It's produced by the stereotypes. These guys are the same guys who produce hits from Barry's Movement, Function of X, Super Junior, 
EXO, one of my favorite songs by NCT 127, their song Whiplash. But I think a lot of Americans would know of stereotypes, sure, from Far East Movement, but also from 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. So they're the guys who produced that song. And uh, they also oh, produced this sure. song by by uh, by Jesse. Nice. Jesse even says, "We look. We live in this world where we're supposed to be a certain way. There's haters and whatnot, but I'm Gucci. Mm-hmm. Her haters, I think, are her motivator, and we see her sort of responding to that and using that to strengthen her own ego. So give it a listen. When you got those haters, just turn this one up." Yeah, I definitely was checking that out. Uh, I saw it drop on its actual release day, and I gotta say, it was it was pretty good, pretty memorable. I probably may have picked it myself if you didn't, Peter. <laughs> I think for us Westerners, I mean, Jesse comes from New York. And I think even in New York, people value that authenticity and that realness. All right, well, let's go into Red Velvet and their song of their summer, Red Flavor. So there was one YouTuber who I want to call out, a K-pop junkie, where we kind of get a lot of this background from. But what K-pop junkie Uh, pointed out is that, look, if you look at this music video on the whole, it seems to harp on an old theme that we see, quite frankly, a lot in K-pop, this concept of maturing (laughs) and getting Uh. older, right? (laughs) We we review this in other songs. But, But more specifically, it's resolving the conflict between... Uh, work and play as you get older and figuring out what you're supposed to be. And that's what this song mm. is all about. It's that tried and true story tale, fairy tale of the ugly ducking who becomes a beautiful swan. At least that's uh. what I think K-pop junkie and what I'm getting from this music video and from this song. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Like, I wouldn't have maybe made the ugly duckling connection because each time I watched the music video, I just saw it as pretty much the girls of Red Velvet calling themselves fruit going from the seeds to growing and becoming ripe and then fully bloomed. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it can relate. It's within that same uh, notion. Yeah, right. I, I think there is some tension, right, when there are young seedlings or the young girls are young seedlings in this music video. Backing up, maybe we should describe it for people who haven't seen it yet. What what are we actually seeing in this music video, Supermatic? You know, it's pretty interesting because at the start, it's kind of like a... I don't, I'm not sure if you want to call it like home shopping network, but it's like one of those television infomercial style things that you'd see. Uh, we see all the girls in Red Velvet kind of like in an interview section, but they're interviewing like giant pieces of fruit, yeah. which I guess is supposed to represent themselves. <laughs> It's uh, it's very Red Velvet-esque, honestly, as far as the music video goes, because we see different scenes of these girls just doing that and then, like, having fun, running around. We see flashes of them as children, and then we see them dancing. It's just, it's very bright, very colorful, very vibrant, very yeah. Red Velvet. Yep. One thing that always stood out to me, Matt, and I think you were the one who pointed this out to me either on a previous episode when we were just talking about K-pop in general. You explained mm-hmm. to me that, like, Red Velvet as a concept is a duality between two states of being. 
One being the red, where you're strong and elegant, vivid and bold, that sort of image. Whereas the velvet side reflects their classier, toned down side. This song is called Red Flavor. Yep. (laughs) So it's more the former, right? It's that stronger, Mm -hmm. elegant, vivid and bold image and concept that we're getting from them in this music video. So you said that we see the girls interviewing fruit and I mean, one one can note that all the fruit that they're interviewing, we've got a watermelon, we've got a kiwi, we've got oranges. I mean, these are all fruit that you enjoy in the summer, right? Yep. On a hot day. <laughs> I think this is definitely a song about maturity. So looking to the K-pop junkie theory, we can look at a lot of the girls being young fruit. We see this in photos of the girls acting young, right? In the photographs, we see a photograph of one of the girls in pigtails, and then her also being shown in the pigtails. We see images and videos of young seeds being planted to correspond with the young girls. So I think that's that was very deliberate, that we're showing that the girls are young and growing older. And as they're young, they're still trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up, and finding their natural place, their vocation in the world. And we see this in the form of the lyrics, but also in the bottom side-scrolling comments. So, you know, usually in news headlines, you'll have like the, the news headline rolling at the bottom of the screen. We see that, um, that same headline rolling at the bottom, but offering clues and really questions that the members are asking uh, themselves or their older fruit in th- oh. these music videos. At the start, we see... One of the girls, she's doing one of those, you know, drawings where she's trying to draw the pineapple, right? And she's trying to draw. And she's literally or metaphorically trying to connect the dots, right? Trying to figure out what she's supposed Mm -hmm. to be. And we see the other girls also interviewing these elder, complete, fully ripe fruit. You know, how did you figure it out? What was it supposed to be? In the bottom science school and comments, we see that Sometimes I'm not sure who I am. During my childhood, I was very mischievous. So these are girls who are still trying to figure out what they're supposed to be. One of the side-scrolling comments even says, I I hate how I'm rolling around all the time. There's clearly frustration and not knowing exactly what your vocation is. One, I think (laughs) even as we're growing older, we always like, well, I want to be this. And it turns out maybe you end up being something else in the end. But one of the girls said, I wanted to be ice cream. And it shows an image of watermelon in the shape of an ice cream. So this is clearly <laughs> someone who's a watermelon thinking that she wants to be ice cream. But in the end, we know that she eventually becomes watermelon, right? But it's mm-hmm. you know these like sort of like novelties that you have in your youth that kind of shape, okay, maybe I want to do this when I get older. Yeah. So I think we, we see that, right? I mean, are you with me mm-hmm. in this theory? I mean, myself and K-pop Junkie, I think we both feel like, okay, this is clearly young girls trying to look to get figure out what they want to do when they get older. I can definitely see it. Yeah. As you were going through and explaining everything, I was thinking back on the video because I literally was just watching it earlier. I, I totally see it. Like all that representation. Uh, oh. It's just, it's kind of funny. Like this whole idea that, because, you know, fruit in general, like itself, it could be comparable to kind of a human being. Like we go through similar phases, you know, from like infancy all the way to like full growth. <laughs> Do we also get fermented, Matt? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that metaphor directly (laughs) carries into our, you know, as we get older, but we see that fermentation, right, with the grapes. We actually see this in one of the side-scrolling comments where the young grape is asking the older grape 
do you know wine well? <laughs> Which uh, we all know is fermented grapes, right? So yeah. grapes after they've reached the end of their life, life cycle and now are this high class thing. Mm-hmm. I think when we think about getting older or uh, hashtag adulting, you've <laughs> got to figure out, okay, gosh, you need to start doing all this grown up stuff now. Like you got to start paying, mm-hmm. paying a mortgage. I mean, this is what I'm doing in my life right now. You got to start figuring out, uh, you know, how to, you know, do home improvement. I mean, I was just at Lowe's today, right? These are all like things that we have to do <laughs> when we get older. Red Velvet yeah. is about finding that balance between those two things. Mm. And... The question is, like, can you, when you become an adult, do you have to be all velvet? Is it work all the time? No, you still have these moments in the summer where you can be fun and spunky. And that's why I think at the end of this music video, we see all the girls partying at a party. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? Because they've, they've matured and they've figured it out. And they figured out that they can be both mm-hmm. red and velvet at the same time. Uh, of course, the song as a whole is emphasizing the red aspect of it. I mean, this is, after all, the red flavor. We see this yep. underscored in their outfits, right? A lot of their outfits play up that red feature. So it's about happiness. Mm-hmm. And those moments in your youth when you're still trying to figure out what you want to be when you get older, those, of course, have an influence on what you are as an adult. So, did you find it weird when you saw that blue orange or rather the orange on the outside and it was blue on the inside? Yeah. I, I, I was wondering like what the heck that that was supposed to represent because I was like, that's not a normal orange. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're familiar with red velvet, have, do you remember happiness? Their first debut song? Yes. That was back when they were OT four. They didn't even have Yeri with them yet. That's right. So Wendy in her highlights, they were blue. Mm hmm. And this was her at the beginning of her debut, really in her worky days. And so it's a throwback. So Wendy is the orange, right, in this music video. And yet the Mm -hmm. inside of the orange is blue because back in her rookie days, she had the blue highlights. That's right. Huh. So your decisions in your youth can shape your adulthood and the flavor (laughs) of, of, (laughs) of, uh, of your future. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so I think on the whole, it's you know it's a really fun thing about figuring out. Okay, maybe you're you're sour right now. You hate rolling around, but one day you'll be full and sweet, mm. and you will find that balance between being playful and fun and grown up seriousness. <laughs> For sure, I, I think it's also funny because by the end of that music video, that girl who was dr- tracing the pineapple together, she finally completes mm-hmm. it at the end. She literally like connects the dots. Yep, <laughs> she figures it out. Mm-hmm. Now. In terms of like my own life advice, I would say you never actually figure it out. Even adults <laughs> are fronting, so to speak, right? Adults are still figuring out exactly <laughs> what they want to be. But I think yep. it's still this, you know, this nice story, this nice message we can tell those kids who are about to enter the real world, right? Who are still trying to figure out mm-hmm. what they want to be. And we even see this in the one girl who's wearing the red uh, graduation cap and gown. Right, who's about oh, to enter into adulthood, yeah. but who's still being fun and spunky on her skateboard. Mm-hmm. I think you can still do those things into adulthood, but you're going to balance it with the velvet. <laughs> what did you think of the concept, Supermatic? Honestly, I liked it. Uh, I'm not really sure if the, like how deep they wanted to go with it, but I mean, you, as you already pointed out, the, the whole uh, thing with the orange and Wendy, like that that representation itself, I, I didn't even make that connection until you pointed it out. So good job with that. 
Um, yeah, well, K-pop yeah, junkie was the one who first pointed that out, so I just want to give credit where uh, it's due. But yeah, I thought that yeah. was a very strong <laughs> evidence, or at least very strong theory. Yeah, well, good job to K-pop junkie for pointing that out because I could totally see it. Like now, I'm remembering happiness, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, the concept was pretty cool and uh, refreshing, if I may say, because I don't think Red Velvet has ever done directly like a summer concept so to see them doing something like this is pretty refreshing and uh, nice to see from them uh the fact that they're doing something really colorful really vibrant and yet it's still fitting of who they are as red velvet especially with as we said and with their title song being the red flavor so yeah it's just it's really fun it's uh definitely a pleasing watch and it's just it's nice to see them going this route yeah i think it was also refreshing i mean assuming that this theory is close to what they intended and i think there's good reason for us to believe that it is Mm -hmm. i like having that level of a message right for those who are maybe graduating from high school into college or college into the real world these Uh, are the sort of like things that you want to take let's enjoy the summer though this sort of interlude right before the real thing Mm -hmm. you're not going to know and where I disagree, of course, with music videos, that you're not going to actually know what your vocation is. You're not going to actually know what your fruit will be, um, <laughs> really, ever. But you'll continue to, you know, play it and work it out. Mm-hmm. So on the whole, I, I think it's it's fun. It's spunky. It's very colorful as what they're trying to be, and it definitely reminds me of the visuals from what we've seen from Dum Dum or Happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole fruity aspect of it really gave me really strong happiness vibes yeah and their song happiness was their debut single and it was Mm -hmm. almost tropical i want to say yeah it takes place in like a forest and stuff (laughs) okay so one of our critiques of Bo was that there wasn't a really strongly defined point dance do we see Mm -hmm. that in this music video uh i want to say that we do uh so far to this day like in between right now and uh however many days ago that this dropped there haven't been any official dance practice videos uploaded yet, uh-huh. but there are some live performances that uh, Red Velvet has done their comeback stages on shows like Music Bank and M Countdown. And I went ahead and checked it out. And uh, the, the dance, I got to say, does feel very Red Velvet-esque as well. It's bright, perky, full of energy. And I do think they have some point dances, like especially towards the chorus where you saw it in the video too where they like lift their legs up and then they do the hands like tasting like almost as if you're like tasting fruit like that part at least in my opinion it's not as intricate or difficult as some of their other uh choreo to their songs like dum dum is mainly the one i'm thinking of but where the strength of this one lies in is they have really good formation changes Mm. and as well as the fact that the girls facials when they're performing it just really sells it because like we've been talking about the song is very bright and energetic you know it's got that fruity summer vibe yeah and the way that the girls sell it just always keeping a smile on their face and being like this face full of wonder as they're doing the dance i think that's where the strength of it lies and honestly i could see it being a lot of fun for cover groups to do yeah so i'm just i'm waiting to see those assuming cover groups also match the facial expressions because the facial yes. expressions <laughs> to your point matt i think they really sell it if you're able mm-hmm. to capture that same uh, complexity and the different nuanced yep. feelings and, and yeah, they're all happy, spunky, goofy facial <laughs> expressions, right? But they're nuanced in each yep. of their different ways. And I think that's what really sold it in the music video. Um, mm-hmm. So let's bring out more of that red concept and 
And dance groups, uh, we're looking to see you bringing that same level of emotion. Yep, for sure. <laughs> All right, so what did you think of the, the song itself, Supermatic? You know, it's funny because I remember that when the song first dropped, or and the video as well, like I just found myself remembering what I saw in the video more than remembering how the song sounded. It wasn't until I kept on watching it and the more I was actually taking it in that the song itself grew on me. Uh, it's full of moments, definitely. I mean, as we've established always, I'm a sucker for anything that I find catchy. And I got to say, one one part that I actually like about the song, I've heard it being critiqued by some other people. But for me, what I liked was how they have this... Uh, there's a part throughout the song that sounds kind of like garbled repetition of the words red and flavor. Yeah. It's like, you know, red, 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 red flavor, like, yeah. like that. But I thought that was pretty good. I felt like it complemented the song as a whole, and it helps to reinforce that whole red flavor concept. Uh-huh. As well as, uh, towards the end, like, the, the chorus is catchy, and I was like, it's got that melody, that da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, which, of course, I'm not actually going to say the Korean lyrics because I don't want to butcher it, <laughs> but... Uh, it's got its moments that definitely help it to stick out. And towards the end, I have to know Wendy with her high notes as she's like closing the song, like and ending it on that like high falsetto. Like, good job to her because it felt like a very smooth way to end yeah. the song. Yeah, those belting falsettos. Like, I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. technical in that way, but <laughs> yeah, the way she comes out of the bridge, I think, is is mm-hmm. really strong, and that's a very memorable part of the song. Yep. that not all girl groups can deliver on, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I didn't really like the song. <laughs> like, oh. I, I thought oh. it was it was very similar to Happiness and Dum Dum and maybe Ice Cream Cake sort of vibes, right? In terms of how mm. it sounds. I would put this in the same playlist of Blackpink's As If It Were Your Last. Ah. It's another fruity summer K-pop jam. <laughs> and I would put these yeah, all, all these that. songs together. But this song is probably my least favorite summer song uh, that we've seen from k-pop thus far at least for 2017 Ah. i mean it wasn't horrible but the songs that i really love from red velvet are the russian roulette sort of side oh okay and that was a very different sound i think than what we got from dum dum or happiness Uh, so Mm. happiness like is great in itself but it's not my preferred flavor (laughs) <laughs> Composition and production-wise, it was fine, but uh, there's nothing I can artistically ding it for in the sound, but it's just not my flavor. Ah, okay. Their other song, Zoo, off of the same album, would have been my pick. But I can see why uh, they chose okay. Red Flavor as their title track. I, I think it, it makes mm-hmm. sense to be on brand for them. And I think the general reception that we're seeing from other fans to this is that they actually really enjoy this song, right? Mm-hmm. So on the whole, it seems to be well-received. Okay, final scores? Audio-wise, I guess I would definitely have to give it a really solid 3.5, only because while it's nothing like super remarkable, it's something that grew on me, and uh, I'll enjoy it whenever it comes up. I'm trying to find a reason not to rate it highly. <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a, an objectionable reason why not to rate it highly. I think at this point, you just have to know if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, and you know what Peter's preference is, which tends to be a dirty electro ratchet beat <laughs> this isn't one of them so maybe for that reason i have to also give it a three it's okay mm. it's great but right. not something that i'm going to hit replay on mm. okay the concept it's kind of funny i found myself giving the concept a 
five as well, only because like while it's nothing super remarkable, I like what I did really like again, as I said earlier, is that it was refreshing to see Red Velvet going full out for a summer theme this time around. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a sucker for fruit and like bright, uh, vibrant feels. <laughs> it's just it's that time of the season, so. 3.5 for the concept as well. Okay. I'm going to give it higher in the concept, mainly because I love the theory, or at least the plausible mm. theory, that I think is likely it was their deliberate intention behind the producers yeah. and the lyricists behind this song. So it tackles a question that I think their target audience is always going to be asking, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And how do you adult? True. How, how does one do adulting? <laughs> this is that song. And it's about having fun in the process. So I'm going to have to give it a four. Ooh, okay. I also have to give major props to how animated the girls were. I think it's easy to rely on your looks and your cuteness, Mm -hmm. your beauty, your natural beauty to win a lot of fans. But what I think Red Velvet did really well in the concept here was they played up their emotion. Yeah. For sure, definitely see that, especially as we talked about earlier, like not just with the dancing, but even in this music video, we could just see that, like, their facials on point. (laughs) Exactly. And it's that spunky energy that I'm getting from their facial expressions that really win it for me, at least for the the concept and the visuals. So uh, that's why I gave it a four. So on the whole, is this song Daybok or or not? not. Supermatic. I mean, if my scores didn't indicate it already, I'm going to have to give it a Daybok. It's it's a definitely fun, enjoyable summer bop. Yeah, it's fun. The better summer bop is Hyoin's Fruity. (laughs) 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 I prefer that flavor over over this one, uh, audio-wise, but... Totally not biased. Cough, cough. (laughs) I, I think I have a real strong bias for female diva idols. That said, CL, the song, yeah, CL, you know, Jesse, Huron, <laughs> yeah, but but this song, <laughs> this song is still Daybok. It's I, I want to say it's Daybok, and what it really does for me is the theory and the and the message, mm. and the production value is there both in the audio and the concept, and they deliver something that really only Red Velvet can deliver. Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree. (laughs) Well, that was it for this episode of the K-Pop Cast. Let us know what you guys thought of Red Velvet's Red Flavor. You can give us a tweet on Twitter at the K-Pop Cast. I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. And where can people find you, Supermatic? Uh, you can find me just at Supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. Engage with us, we'll engage with you. Yep, that's right. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, leave feedback. Yeah. I just know we can do better. Tell your friends and your friends' friends. And people <laughs> who listen to K-pop, tell them to listen to us too. And listen to us on the go. You know, while you're driving or doing your yeah. dishes. I, I think that's always a good, good fun way to do listen to, <laughs> to K-pop. Or a, a K-pop yeah, cast. What are we going to be taking a look at next week, Supermatic? Uh, well, we've got some big releases coming out this week, but I think the main one we're looking forward to is Card and their first full album drop with the title track, Ola Ola. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to take a look at that with Steph. I think it's been a running joke for us is that we've been waiting for their debut or we've been waiting for the D, you know, because each of their <laughs> songs starts with a K or an A or the R. And now it's finding yep. the D. <laughs> and we've been waiting for that D. We want the D, right. the debut. <laughs> and Ola, from what we've seen from the previews, I think it's going to be that one. At least from what we've seen yeah. thus far. And maybe we'll, yeah, so, so maybe Steph will, will come back from her fabulous vacation abroad to join us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Catch you guys all next week. Yep. Thank you as always. Keep